I would not eat green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam I am. You also have the option of just taking the salad bar. Now that is a man who has eaten a lot of beef. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then. Hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am Gamer Dude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Today we're talking about food again. Longtime listeners know I'm a big fan of food. I love to talk about food. I love to talk about cooking. I love to talk about eating. I love to talk about good foods. I even love to talk about bad foods. Not that there's that many bad foods. Although, as I've mentioned in other episodes, liverwurst sandwiches are right up there with the bad foods. I know, I'm sorry to offend the liverwurst fans. But I'm telling you, liverwurst is a bad food. But this week, I'm not talking about specific foods. I'm talking about ways that we eat them. And specifically, restaurants. And more specifically, buffet restaurants. And the reason this occurred to me this week is because of COVID. Storytime has always been about documenting things that happened when I was a kid or when I was younger. But with this unprecedented COVID thing, I'm also documenting things in real time that are changing in my life and in your life. And one of the things that's changing is buffet restaurants. Now, in my lifetime, buffet restaurants have evolved from something that I didn't know anything about to something that I loved going to, to now something that may never exist in the same form again. Now, maybe it will. I mean, we do have a vaccine for COVID and people are getting tested and people are getting vaccinated and maybe we will have buffet restaurants again. But I will tell you, I'm not sure I'm going to feel the same way about a buffet restaurant in the future. One thing I've learned, at least in the United States, is people are kind of disgusting. I mean, they were before COVID, but now that I see how people are with COVID, I'm not sure that I want to eat out of a common food table again, unless it's people that I know. The point is, buffet restaurants were a staple for so many years. Places like Golden Corral. I know, people don't like Golden Corral. It's cheap fast food. You know what? (laughs) Cheap fast food is good. It may not be good for you, but it sure does taste good. What I wanted to talk about was how I first discovered buffet restaurants, and then some of my favorite buffet restaurants, and then why I think they're going to change. They're going to have to change. Now, when I was a kid, there really wasn't anything near us that I was aware of, like a Ponderosa, or a Sizzler, or a Bonanza Steakhouse. Now, you may know those names, and you may not. Those are old steakhouses. They're called steakhouses back when I was a kid. And some of them still exist. Ponderosa still exists in certain areas. Sizzler still exists in certain areas. And what those steakhouses were was kind of like a cafeteria. If you know your school cafeteria, that's basically what a Ponderosa, what a Sizzler, what a Bonanza is. You stand in line, you go to the counter, they have a menu above the ordering station, you order whatever kind of steak you want. And then as part of the steak, you get their bottomless or their endless salad bar. And by bottomless or endless, I mean you could have as much as you wanted to eat. All you can eat. All you can eat salad bar. You also have the option of just taking the salad bar. Now, that may not mean a lot to you, but to me, all you can eat, they were really happy words. All you can eat? Oh, I can eat. When I was a kid, when I was a young adult, boy, that all you could eat menu? Oh, I love that. I always believed in getting my money's worth. But even before I discovered Ponderosa and Sizzler and Bonanza, my first introduction to this concept of somebody else laying food out for you to choose came in the form of the cafeteria in school. Now, the cafeteria in school wasn't all you can eat, but I discovered the concept of the cafeteria in school. Now, they didn't lay out multiple choices for lunch, don't get me wrong, but they had the lunch ladies behind the counter, 
They had the main course, spaghetti, Salisbury steak, whatever it was that day. And they would slap that on the plate, whatever it was. But you did have your choice of sides. You could say yes or no to the mashed potatoes, or the mixed vegetables, or the jello. And as you walked along the line, you could pick up a dessert off of the tray, or not. You could skip it, or you could take it. If you wanted the fresh apple, you could pick up the fresh apple. Not that I ever took a fresh apple, but it was an option. And then you could pick your milk, chocolate milk, or regular milk. I mean, not a lot of choices, but at least it was a choice. I always took regular because I wasn't allowed to have chocolate, and I was a good kid. Mom said, don't take chocolate. I didn't take chocolate. But the choices were there. So that's where I was introduced to the concept of you get to choose what you want to eat. Instead of going to McDonald's and you get the hamburger and fries and the shake. That's it. You didn't have the options that the cafeteria presented. Carrots and peas or mashed potatoes or both. I mean, it didn't register with me that it was a limited choice. It was just, oh, choice. Now, don't get me wrong. I didn't get to buy lunch very often. We had sandwiches. Mom made sandwiches. She sent them to school with us. But every once in a while, we would buy lunch. And that's where I was introduced to the cafeteria concept. Now, it was on my eighth grade trip to Washington, D.C. Yeah, that was a thing. When I was a kid, when you got to eighth grade, the entire eighth grade class took a road trip to Washington, D.C. We had chaperones. We stayed overnight. I know. What a concept. They loaded us up in buses and bussed us to D.C. We got to see all the educational things in Washington, D.C. But one of the things that I discovered on the trip, you can see how important it was to me, is a cafeteria. They actually had a public restaurant that was a cafeteria. Yeah, I see the Washington Monument. I see the White House. I see the Smithsonian. What do I remember? The cafeteria. I don't remember the name of it. I just remember, oh, look at all the choices. I had my priorities when I was a kid. Look at all the food. No, I really do remember all the good stuff about Washington, but that cafeteria still sticks in my head, too. At about that same time, I also discovered what a family-style restaurant was. When I was a kid, we didn't go out to dinner too, too much. Every once in a while, we'd go to the Hanover Trail Steakhouse. That was the fancy restaurant that we'd sometimes go to after church, and that was as close as I ever came to a sit-down meal at a fancy restaurant. We just didn't do that when I was a kid. It wasn't a regular thing. It was a really special thing. Well, one of the other special restaurants that I went to as a kid, and I only remember going one time, and I think it's because of the way they served the food, it was a place called Larison's Turkey Farm. Now, Larison's was a place that was about 10 minutes from our house, and they served their food family style. Now, I had no idea what family style was, and quite honestly, I don't think my dad knew either because he wouldn't have gone if he did know. But family style is like you do at your house. They bring out a platter of meat, a platter of sides, and you serve yourself and pass it around the table. Now, Larison's Turkey Farm specialized in fresh turkeys. I know, shocking from the name of the restaurant. But they literally had turkeys all over the place, and they basically killed the turkey on site and served you fresh turkey. And people loved that. The lines for that place would go out the door. Every Sunday, people would show up for Larison's for Sunday dinner. And every time we drove by there on the way home from church, the line was out into the parking lot. People loved that place. And we went there that one time because I think my dad wanted to see what all the fuss was about. Now, we went there on a day where there wasn't a huge line because my dad and lines, they don't go together. My dad would not wait in line for anything he didn't have to. So we went on a day where it wasn't particularly crowded. I don't remember why. I don't remember when. I just remember being very young when it happened. And they sat us at a table, and I seem to remember they sat us with another family. I don't remember anything specific about the other family. I just remember we were all at a big table, and I remember them starting to bring out platters of food. They brought out a platter of turkey. The turkey had been cut in the back, so they had slices of white meat, slices of dark meat, legs, wings, whatever. 
and they'd bring the platter out, you'd take off of the platter and pass it around. Bring out a bowl of mashed potatoes, you'd take a scoop out, pass it around. Bring out the mixed vegetables, take a scoop or two out, pass it around. It seemed weird to me because of the few times that I'd been into a restaurant, I'd never seen this routine before. But that is what I came to learn is family style. And I learned, years later, my dad hated that. When he went to a restaurant, he wanted a plate of food. His plate of food. Not one that he shared with anybody else, even us, at the table. So family style, not exactly buffet, but a little bit similar in that they bring the stuff out, you can pick what you want, and it's in a community setting. You're sharing your plate with everybody else at the table. Your table isn't just yours, it's everybody they seat with you. Which is kind of weird. At least it was to us. So the family style thing was something that I experienced, that community plate, that community sharing. I experienced it one time when I was growing up, and because my dad didn't like it, we didn't do it again. But that community sharing thing carried over to the steakhouses and the bottomless salad bar, the endless salad bar, the all-you-can-eat salad bar. So you would order your steak, and then you'd go to your table, and then they had this big island in the middle of the restaurant where the salad bar was. Now, if you've never seen one of those big salad bars at a Ponderosa at a Sizzler, it was a countertop. I call it an island, but it was a countertop maybe 20, 30 feet long. At each end of the counter, there was a giant salad bowl. And I mean giant. It had to be two feet across, filled with lettuce, usually iceberg because it was cheapest. But you'd have a little romaine in there, maybe a little bib lettuce, but primarily iceberg. And then along both sides of this island, they would have containers with toppings. And the toppings could be anything. Anything that you wanted to put on a salad. You'd see shredded carrots there. Fresh sweet peas. Chickpeas. Broccoli. Diced ham. Grated cheese. Raisins. Sunflower seeds. Hard-boiled eggs. Sliced tomatoes. Grape tomatoes. Crumbled bacon. Croutons. Three or four different kinds of croutons sometimes. Pretty much anything that you can imagine putting on a salad, they had a container for it. You'd have the section of dressings, Italian dressing, light Italian dressing, ranch dressing, French dressing, and they'd have containers of oil and vinegar if you just wanted to do that. They'd sometimes throw in an exotic dressing like poppy seed, Catalina, green goddess. Whatever kind of dressing you can imagine, you'd usually find it at one of the salad bars. And so what you'd do after you sat down at your booth... You'd go up to the salad bar, grab a plate, load it up with lettuce, and then start putting your toppings on. And you could put on as many toppings as you wanted. You could skip all of them and just go to the ham and cheese, which is what I did. Maybe some hard-boiled egg in there, a couple of croutons, load it up with dressing, go back to your table. And then you could eat as much salad as you wanted. You could do that as many times as you wanted. Now, I discovered these salad bars in my late teens when I got to college. There was a Ponderosa just down the road from my university. And for seven bucks... You could have all-you-could-eat salad, which you could eat all night if you wanted to. And I was at a point in my life, number one, where I was trying to eat a little more healthy, so I ate less steak and less meat and a lot more salad. I didn't count adding the ham and cheese as making the salad bad. It just made it tastier. But I would go to Ponderosa and have three huge plates of salad, and that would last me the rest of the day. The only better deal? Wendy's salad bar. Back in those days, Wendy's also had a salad bar. They set themselves apart from Burger King and McDonald's by offering the endless salad bar there. Now, Wendy's wasn't as big as Ponderosa or Sizzler, so they didn't have as big a salad bar. Their selections were significantly reduced, but you could still get lettuce, tomatoes, ham, cheese, hard-boiled eggs, four different kinds of dressing. You could go into Wendy's. It was either $3.99 or $4.99. I'm trying to remember. It was cheap. 
And for a starving college student, it was just the right price. Now, their plates were smaller, but it was endless, so you could go up four or five times if you wanted to. And I did. So the endless salad bars was a great way for me to survive all throughout college because I loved salad, I loved all the toppings, and I loved the fact that I could eat until I was over full. I didn't care about desserts. I didn't care about bread at the time. I could load up my plate with salad and just eat until I was done. And I did. Now, I talk about the concept of the salad bar so you can start to see what the problem with the salad bar is. You're not the only one going up to the salad bar. Everybody else in the restaurant also goes up to the salad bar. It's a similar concept to that family-style seating, too. That family-style way of serving when you seat more than one family at a table and you're passing around a community bowl. You're sharing the experience with everybody else either at your table in the family-style restaurant or everybody else in the restaurant when you have a salad bar. Now, there was a time where that didn't matter to me. It didn't matter that I was sharing a common salad bar with 50 other people because there was a time where people were considerate out in public. I know that may sound strange, but there was a time where people didn't use the tongs that were supposed to be for the tomatoes to pick up croutons. There was a time where people didn't reach into the crouton bowl with their fingers and grab a handful of croutons. They'd use the spoon. There was a time where they didn't actually need a sneeze guard for the salad bar because people wouldn't sneeze into the salad bar. There was a time where people were considerate of other people. And so that's why the salad bar concept worked. In fact, the salad bar concept worked so well that some of the fancier restaurants started adding salad bars too. Now by fancy, I'm not talking the 21 Club. I'm talking places like Ruby Tuesdays. Ruby Tuesdays, one of those chain restaurants that I think has gone out of business. Everyone around me has closed. But Ruby Tuesdays used to have a great salad bar. Now, not only would places like Ruby Tuesdays, Charlie Brown's, some of those big chains nationwide, not only would they have the salad bar like Ponderosa, but they would include other salads. And I don't mean a salad made out of lettuce. You could get different kinds of pasta salad, like something with an oil and vinegar and cucumber mix, or a macaroni salad with mayonnaise and carrots. They would put different kinds of jello salads up there, pieces of fruit. You could mix that in with your jello. They'd add cottage cheese to the salad bar, and you could put fruit in your cottage cheese if you wanted to go that way. Some of these fancier places expanded the concept of salad bar to include pretty much anything that you could use as a side and make that part of the salad bar. Now, I never went down that road. I didn't go down the cottage cheese, jello, macaroni salad road. I liked my lettuce, my chickpeas, my ham, my hard-boiled eggs. I liked all of that in my salad, but I know people who loved all those sides as well. And that made the concept of the salad bar even greater because there was more choices. Now, of course, the prices went up. Instead of six bucks, seven bucks, it was nine bucks, ten bucks, eleven bucks, twelve bucks for a salad bar. But still, you're getting a lot of stuff for those fancy prices. Well, somewhere along the line, the salad bar concept turned into an entire restaurant concept. Golden Corral is the chain that comes to mind. I don't remember when I first discovered Golden Corral. But Golden Corral took the concept of the salad bar and turned it into a restaurant. And not only was it salad bar, it was food bar. You weren't limited to just salad-type choices. They had carving stations for ham, carving stations for beef, carving stations for turkey. They included a pasta bar. You could have any kind of pasta with three or four different kinds of sauce. They included desserts. You could have ice cream or brownies or cake or pie. It was the same general concept in that you'd walk in, line up at the counter, order your meal, pay one price, and then eat to your heart's content. And people did. And I've been to Golden Corral. It's good. I mean, it's not cuisine. 
You don't have a four-star chef working at Golden Corral, but you're cooking food. If you cook food and you cook it well, I don't care if you're serving it at the 21 Club or at Golden Corral. If it tastes good, I'll eat it. And Golden Corral always tasted good. So you would have your Golden Corral chain restaurants. But what would also spring up in towns were the Chinese buffets or the Asian buffets or the Indian buffets. And it was a similar concept, except in the case of a Chinese buffet, you'd have your choice of Chinese food. Chicken fried rice, shrimp lo mein, roast pork with duck sauce, spring rolls, egg rolls, fried wontons, hot and sour soup. All of this stuff would be set up at one island in the restaurant. But the Chinese buffets would also add American food. Fried chicken, hot dogs, coconut shrimp, french fries, steak fries, sliced ham, ribs, And then they'd also have a section where it was just plain salad bar. The traditional Ponderosa-type salad bar, big bowl of lettuce, 27 different toppings, six different dressings. And so you could dine internationally at a Chinese buffet. And the Golden Corral, as I mentioned, had the dessert bar. The Chinese buffets would also have the dessert bar. And you could go have whatever you wanted, cookies, pie, cake, ice cream. And again, pay one price, get all you wanted. Now, the other buffet that I discovered over the years is the breakfast buffet. Now, I'm a huge breakfast fan. I love breakfast food. Scrambled eggs, bacon, sausage, biscuits, biscuits and gravy. I love hash browns or home fries. French toast is good. Waffles are good. Pancakes are good. I love a good breakfast buffet, too. The first time I discovered a breakfast buffet, I was actually with my dad. We were on our road trip to go visit the university that I went to. We had stayed overnight at a Holiday Inn. And as part of the room price, you got the breakfast buffet when you woke up in the morning. The buffet was open from 6 to 9 in the morning. If you got down to the restaurant, they had the salad bar area set up, but for breakfast. They had a big container of scrambled eggs. They had a big tray of toast. White bread, wheat bread, rye bread. Whatever you wanted, you could have it as toast. Bacon, hash browns, home fries, sausage patties, sausage links, biscuits, buttermilk biscuits, rolls, bacon. I know I said bacon already, but bacon's really good. I mean, bacon's really good. My grandmother made the best bacon. And the bacon at a breakfast buffet, not nearly as good as grandma's, but it was bacon. But my point is, you could have any kind of breakfast food you wanted. Now, for a kid who grew up with cold cereal as my primary source of breakfast, when I discovered the breakfast buffet, ho, 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 I was in my glory. And with a breakfast buffet included in the price of the room, oh my. I made it a point to try to find places that had breakfast buffets for every hotel that I ever stayed at. And for a while, it was easy. Hotels would include breakfast in the cost of the room. Now, granted, there's a difference between staying at a Hilton and a Motel 6. The Motel 6 breakfast buffet is some cold cereal and a couple of slices of white toast and maybe a banana. But at least it's there. I also discovered a restaurant near me years later. Very fancy restaurant. They had a very elegant breakfast buffet. I mean, it wasn't just eggs and bacon and toast. They had carving stations for breakfast. If you wanted steak and eggs, you could get steak and eggs. If you wanted fresh sliced ham, you could get fresh sliced ham. If you wanted somebody to make you pancakes right at your table, you could do that. But the problem with a fancy schmancy breakfast buffet like that, it was something like 25 bucks a person. And I tried it once because, you know, it's breakfast and it's a buffet. But at 25 bucks a person, I can go to the local diner and feed the family for 25 bucks. Or I can take the family there for 100 bucks. Eggs are not that expensive. For me, breakfast is eggs, toast, hash brown. I'm not paying 25 bucks for that. Even if I get a pound of bacon, I can go to the store and get a pound of bacon for less than 25 bucks. So I like the concept. I just don't like the price. Now, I've gone to all these different kinds of buffets. I like them. They're enjoyable. You get a wide selection of food. You can eat as much as you want. 
One thing I've discovered over the years, I don't eat as much as I did when I was a kid, so the price may not be quite as worth it for me now as it used to be, but it's still a decent value. And if you don't know what you're in the mood for, you'll find something there, that's for sure. But I digress. My point in telling you about all these different buffets is that for many years, it was a great way to eat. Whether you're going to just a salad bar place or a Chinese buffet or a Golden Corral, I always enjoyed going to the buffet. But something I've seen over the years is the degeneration of the way people behave at a buffet. And it's not just people, it's people and their kids. When I was younger, as I said, people were considerate. They used utensils. They waited in line. They took their time. They were respectful of other people. They didn't sneeze into the salad bar. That's not so much the case anymore. Up until last year, 2020, I found that was more the exception than the norm. I would go to the local Chinese buffet. People would reach into the chicken wing container and pull out chicken wings with their fingers. Or they'd pick it out, look at it, and toss it back because they didn't want that one. People would go back to the counter using the same dirty plate they just used. People would go to the dessert counter and pick up a handful of cookies with their hand. There's tongs there. Use the tongs. I don't know if you've seen those chocolate fountains. They would have those at Golden Corral. They would have those at the Chinese buffet. Parents would let their kids go up, put their fingers in the chocolate fountain. I mean, that's a community thing. You don't do that. You can get your little cup and pour some liquid chocolate in there and dip your stuff into it once you get back to your table. It's not a feeding trough, but people would treat it that way. And so that's what I see COVID changing. While the risk of transferring something like a cold or a flu was always there, and it was something that I was always aware of, COVID has brought that into sharp focus for me. I mean, I know how disgusting people were before COVID. I know how inconsiderate people were getting before COVID. There's something about what COVID has done that has highlighted people's selfishness and inconsideration for their fellow man. Now, to be honest, there are a lot of people, the vast majority of people, are considerate. They are aware of their behavior. They do take into account the fact that they're not the only person on the earth. But there's still a good one-third of the people in this country who are just selfish and inconsiderate, self-centered, narcissistic. And I think a place like a Chinese buffet or a Golden Corral is all about them. They don't think about how their actions will affect other people. They don't think about the fact that they could be transmitting something, even if it's not COVID, if it's the common cold. The fact that you're letting your kid dip their germy finger into the chocolate fountain tells me all I need to know about you. And that's why I think the buffet experience is probably in danger. It probably won't go away. They'll take safety measures to try to protect the people who want to be protected from the people who are too selfish to protect themselves or others. But boy, I'm not sure I'm going to go to a buffet restaurant anytime soon, which is a shame because some of them are really, really nice. Some of them give you really great experiences and really great food to choose from. I know people talk badly about buffet restaurants and salad bars. They talk trash about a Chinese buffet. People hate the concept of a buffet restaurant. People hate a wedding meal that's a buffet. I like buffets. It gives you choice. It lets you try different things you might not otherwise try. It gives you a chance to taste a little of this, a little of that. I don't see what the problem is with a buffet restaurant, at least from a food standpoint. The problem is the disgustingness of people now. Hi, 
I hope the buffet restaurants don't go away. I hope you get the chance to experience a good buffet sometime. I think it's fun. I think it's different. I wouldn't live in a buffet restaurant. I like it as a change of pace. I honestly think there's a level of snobbishness attacking a buffet restaurant. You get a lot of good, cheap food. So what? I've spent my life living on good, cheap food. I'm doing okay. And if I get a chance to have a selection of good, cheap food, so much the better. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to me rant once again. I really do appreciate you taking the time to be here. And I really do appreciate all your support. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves. And I'll see you when I see you.